Hello and welcome to the first episode of Driving Photography. My name is Chad Nowyokes. I am a photographer in Virginia Beach. My studio's name is Beach Breeze Studios. I have been doing photography for more than 20 years. I have had two photography studios at this time, Beach Breeze being my second. And this podcast is just about discussing photography, the art of photography, and the industry, and various things that go along with that. Most of the time, I'll be driving while doing this, hence driving photography. Um, well, this morning I was planning on talking about something, and I got sidetracked. Somebody had asked the question, do you offer discounts on your work? And I was like, well, yeah, it depends, I guess. We offer discounts to the military, obviously. And um, we also work with first responders and anything like that that uh, we believe deserve a discount on everything anyway due to their services and the uh, things that they do for our country and for us. But as a general rule, no, I don't offer discounts. There's really no reason to offer a discount for a service that you're already offering for a certain price. It's not like you're a retail store that marks everything up so much that um, you can offer a discount and make it look like a deal where it's really not. You can get the same thing at a bargain store and whatever, but if you have prices set, most likely you are already trying to compete in your particular area with other photographers and you have marked up your um, services and your products to be what you need to make on top of the costs and everything to maintain your studio or maintain your income to the point where you can pay your bills and you can upgrade your gear when you need to, not just because you want to and still make $500 here and there, whatever. But yeah, offering a discount just means that you are charging too much on a daily basis. Um, and that's just obviously my opinion. And uh, I don't understand why anybody would offer discounts beyond, like I said, uh, working with first responders in the military and whatnot. All right, so the first thing that I was gonna talk about today was the proliferation of cell phone photography into the industry. And uh, is it good, bad, does it hurt anybody, or does it really help the industry? And personally, I think that more photographers, the better. You are competing in a sense, uh, but the style of a cell phone photographer and the style of a portrait photographer is going to be completely different. 
using cell phones for street photography, um, it's a hell of a lot more convenient. It, you always have that camera with you. You always have your uh, stuff with you. You see something neat. You see something that's interesting. You're on the street. Pull out your phone. Take a picture. And um, with the quality of the uh, cameras and the software on the cameras that are working with photography now, it really doesn't hurt to just take the picture, see what you get. If you get a good enough picture, you get a good enough picture. You don't have to have 50 megapixels to do street photography or uh, whatever you're going to be shooting when you have your cell phone with you, even if it's out in the middle of the forest and you don't happen to have your gear, but you happen upon a antelope or something and you want to take a picture. That picture, the fact that you got the picture, rather than being like, oh, I, I don't have my camera equipment with me, having that camera with you all the time is going to help no matter what. Getting a picture and not getting a picture, obviously, the uh, getting a picture is going to be better than not. The ability to get the image and not have to worry about lugging around a uh, full-size DLSR and all that stuff and it, it's just amazing that we're able to get to that point now and yeah they're 12 megapixels 16 megapixels some of them are 20 and 20s right up there with the resolution of a DLSR it's not going to be the same quality you're going to have more noise in street photography that's awesome considering that you personally I like to have more grain and do uh, black and white street photography and street photography is not my thing it is just something I do personally it is not something that I do for my business uh, it's really just really nice that you always have a camera with you I don't understand why people are upset with all of these uh, iPhone photographers or iPhotographers or whatever the hell you want to call them nowadays and um, that they're taking their business that they're whatever I can see that iPhotographers would uh, be able to if they're working in a studio environment or they're working in a home studio environment and they're taking the pictures to put up on um, various stock photography sites like iStock Photography, if that's still around, or Getty, or whatever. You have to have a certain quality to get into the good stock uh, houses. Um, Adobe has a really good uh, quality assurance. Uh, Getty definitely has one uh, in place, and very few cell phone photographers will be able to get into those sites uh, I can't for some reason I cannot stock houses stock yeah anyways but um, really if you're worried about a uh, cell phone photographer taking business from you then you really need to up your game because they're while the images are really good from the uh, cell phones nowadays, they are not on the level with 
a DSR, DLSR, or a even a mirrorless DLSR, which is another story, another thing I wanted to talk about, mirrorless versus uh, mirrored classic DSRs. If you are holding out from doing cell phone photography just because you believe that they're taking business from you, you really need to change your ways and try try cell phone photography. When you don't have uh, your full equipment with you, and you are missing shots because of that, pull out your cell phone. And get the shot. Just, I know it's not gonna be as intuitive or uh, whatever as what you're doing with your full-size rig, but you're gonna get a shot. It may not be the shot that you wanted, it may not be the shot that you had in your head, but it will be a shot. And as you do this more and more, you will find that you're able to get the shot that you have in your head with your cell phone. You'll just have to deal with the quality issues, with the noise, with the resolution, with um, the color uh, profile and everything else that comes out of your cell phone. But you will be able to do your settings to the point where you are able to deal with this easily and constantly without really thinking about it. So uh, just make sure you get the shot. That's all that there is to it. Um, if you're a portrait photographer, if you're a wedding photographer, uh, if you're like we are, boudoir and fine art, if uh, stuff like that, you're probably not gonna wanna whip out your uh, cell phone and shoot your portrait session with your iPhone 6. And that probably won't gear you very well to the uh, customer. But uh, street photography, uh, nature photography, if you just happen to be out without your rig, if uh, video, if you're out and about and you see something neat like, uh, I don't know, geese crossing the street, videotape it. It's something people want to see. It's throw it on your Instagram for a few likes or whatever. Um, but don't not do it out of spite. There's no reason for spite. It has its place, it has its time. Use it for what it is, it's just another tool. Um, all right, so I mentioned mirrorless versus the uh, mirrored DLSRs. Yes, they uh, Nikon, Canon already have mirrorless cameras. Uh, Nikon has the one series. I'm not sure what Canon's is at the moment. Um, I shoot Nikon, so I pay attention to that more. Sony obviously has the Alpha, what, 6000, I guess it is now. And that thing is, or the A7R, A7II-R, or A7R2. That thing puts out amazing 40 megapixel images with no mirror. There's no, um, there's no uh, mirror slap when you're shooting high speed at a wedding, 
trust me, that's happened before, and uh, it's very annoying. Um, yes, there are ways to get around mirror slap as well, but the quality of the images are roughly the same as long as the sensor is the same. Just because it's mirrorless doesn't mean that the sensor is going to be shit. So the sensor in the Sony is excellent. 42 megapixels, I believe, is what it comes out to. And um, the quality of these images that come out of this thing are amazing. The uh, backside uh, illumination um, for low, lower noise and just excellent images. Um, what's his face from the Netherlands uses it all the time. Um, damn, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. And um, his photography is absolutely amazing. Uh, did I love watching his um, behind the scenes and how he works with models and whatnot. His style is not exactly what I like, but uh, the way that he works and the way that he does his uh, photography, I, I really do do like. I just some of his uh, ideas and everything else, I don't agree with the style so much. But that's him. That's not me. You just have to find your own style and work with it. The uh, back to the mirrorless. Um, the only problem that I have so far, I have the uh, Nikon One J5 mirrorless miniature camera and that's excellent for just keeping in the car and being able to switch out a lens if you need to and it's uh, very small and uh, great images out of it I think it's 21 megapixels 20 megapixels somewhere around in there and uh, just being able to take 4k video and get 20 megapixel images with a camera that size with, with a great quality, not as good as their, uh, the 850 or anything, but still excellent for having in the car or whatever. I also have the Sony, uh, RX10 III, I believe. I think they're up to a five now, maybe a six, but, um, I shoot with that when I am going into rough places that I don't want to take my full rig or uh, just keep it in the truck when I don't have the uh, one, this Nikon one with me or whatever. But the EVF on these things, the electronic viewfinder, is not up there yet. I have not looked at the EVF on the uh, Sony uh, A7 yet. I heard it's fairly decent but you're able to work off the back of the camera live like a uh, live view on a DLSR but uh, sometimes I like to use the EVF or the uh, viewfinder just because I get all my information that I need like right there in front of me and it's not always comfortable to use the back of the camera uh, sometimes it's harder to focus and everything else but 
at any rate, the EVF, once they get that fixed, and I'm sure when Nikon and Canon come out with their new uh, mirrorless full pro line, we're gonna see a higher quality of EVF as well. Once that gets online on par with uh, a pentaprism or uh, whatnot, uh, I'm definitely going to want to be up there with that. The uh, I'm interested to see what Nikon and Canon do since they're planning on changing their uh, mount. Canon looks like they may have a mount for mirrorless that will be compatible with their lenses. Nikon, on the other hand, looks like they are going to do a completely new mount. And um, I'm not sure that I like that because I already have a load of Nikon glass that I work with. And I'm hoping that I am able to use that glass with this new uh, body that they're gonna hopefully be coming out with in the near future. Uh, I do shoot with the 850 at this time, but I would really like to have a high-speed mirrorless um, and see what we can do with that. Hopefully like 30 frames a second or some bullshit uh, at full resolution and be with mirrorless and uh, the shuttleless cameras, it's the ability to take high speed photography and uh, whatnot is hopefully what we're going to be able to see out of these cameras. Better uh, high ISO, uh, noise reduction. Noise is going to be one of my uh, things that I'm going to be looking for since noise builds up as the uh, sensor gets hotter, as the sensor stays on. And uh, using a mirrorless camera, the sensor always stays on so that you can see what you're shooting. And controlling noise is what uh, I'm really gonna be looking for. So this is our first episode of Driving Photography. I hope you have enjoyed sticking with us. And uh, I hope that we're able to do this at least I don't know, four or five times a week, if not uh, 10 times a week, since I have to drive every day, uh, well, most days. And um, yeah, we'll see where we go. Uh, our next episode will hopefully be maybe this afternoon. And we will talk about <clears throat> pricing in your area and stuff like that I hope uh, less something else comes up during the day and people come up with questions all the time so that always sidetracks me like it did this morning and um, talk about print pricing talk about pricing your services in your area and uh, why you shouldn't price your your uh, services so low and stuff like that so uh, thank you for listening to our first episode, and I hope you stick around for the next one. And I hope that I'm able to uh, give some sort of information that helps y'all and um, moves, us, moves photography forward, moves your photography forward. Um, and thank you for being with me on this drive. Have a great day.